but even be before you, Lord. As we meditate together in your word and have fellowship in you. We thank you and commit this time into your hands. We pray that indeed your Holy Spirit would lead us into sweet fellowship with you and with one another. We commit this time into your hands. And pray that by your blessing, even the few that we have in ourselves, you would multiply, Lord, and feed us all. We pray these things for your glory. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, as you know, uh, between Brother Enoch and myself, we would like to share with you something about a recent trip we had. So, some in our midst, we uh, went to visit the saints in Chile. And that's more than a month ago. I forget the dates already, but it's, it's roughly a month ago. And, uh, well, don't let me, maybe Enoch can help me here. I, I know that Enoch, Stella, uh, Priscilla, myself, and Timothy, Brother Christian, and Sister Olive were from our midst. Uh, anybody else from New York that I'm forgetting? No? Okay, three families. And we essentially visited two places in Chile during a period of one week. So we stayed uh, in, in the capital, Santiago. We stayed for a weekend. And then we went south of Chile to a place called Temuco. And there in Temuco, there was a more extended period with a, a, a conference happened there. And as probably you know, it, this was a very special occasion for the saints down there in, in Chile. Our brother Christian has been going there for a number of years on a regular basis to minister to, to the saints there. Actually, our brother Christian has been conducting uh, training conferences there in, this, in that place called Temuco for nine years. This was the ninth year of this uh, training conference for, for young people. But what made this occasion somehow uh, a bit more special is that our brother Stephen Kong and Sister Dora, they both they joined this occasion and they were visiting us. And our brother Stephen, he shared both in Santiago and in Temuco with our brother Christian. So it's not the intent of this time to, uh, to go into what exactly they share. That is really not what we want to do in this time. 
So Brother Maurice asked us if we could share more of a, what kind of impression we had from the saints, per se. Not as much as from the word that we heard, but from the saints in, in, in Chile. What is the impression that we had? And that's what both Enoch and myself we want to do in this time. I would just mention by, by way of kind of uh, to give you a, an idea of what the conference was about. So in the first weekend in Santiago, uh, our brother Kong, he shared alone. And he shared in two occasions, a Saturday morning and Sunday morning. And his sharing was centered around the new covenant. On Saturday, he shared on ministry according to the new covenant. So new covenant ministry. Yeah. And on on Sunday he shared on life on the new covenant. Uh, then in Temuco we had a more extended conference. Where both uh, Brother Kong and Brother Chan they, they shared. Uh, Brother Kong in the mornings and Brother Chan in the afternoons. And the conference was on the recovery of the church. So Brother Kong, he shared on, uh, he never entitled his messages, but somehow I felt that the, his burden was around the building up of the church. The Lord Jesus is the builder, and we as the materials that He's preparing for that building. And Brother Chan, he shared on the matter of, he entitled his sharing on the church as in the beginning. And of course, he's, he's borrowing a sentence from the Lord Jesus when the, in, the Pharisees were asking him about a certain matter, and the Lord says, what, But it was not so from the beginning. You remember the question was on marriage and why Moses allowed divorce, and the Lord said, uh, well, Moses allowed it because the hardness of your hearts, but it was, it was not so from the beginning. So he just borrowed that phrase to share on the church as we see it in the beginning. And he shared on four churches that we see in the New Testament. One of them, Antioch, does that sound familiar? Well, for any of you that were in a conference here in May, yeah, this should sound familiar. Antioch was the first, then he shared on Corinth. 
And then the church in Ephesus. And very briefly, the church in Philadelphia. So I'm just mentioning these things to give you a, a, a taste of what, you know, a, an idea, the context of what was shared. But now going to a real theme, which is sharing impressions about the saints on there. The first thing I must say is that uh, it's kind of funny because people always, I was serving as translator. Uh, not much of a translator, I must add, because uh, you know, Spanish is not my, my first language. So. <laughs> it's almost like right now, right? I keep butchering English and now I was butchering Spanish down there. It seems that is my kind of... <laughs> That's my gift is to butcher others' languages. <laughs> but I, I must I'm just mentioning this because the saints are very graciously, they would and very genuinely actually. They would come and and thank for, for that service and very genuinely. You could tell that they would say, Oh, thank you, brother, for translating for us. But somehow, every time they, they did that, I really felt deep down in my heart that, you know, well, uh, of course, you're very welcome, I would reply, but I really felt that I was the one in that deal that was the privileged one. Because in that very brief interaction with the saints there, it was very evident that there is something very fresh from the Lord in their lives. And being able to be among them and just participate in that is such an encouraging thing. So I truly felt very, very encouraged as I, as I participated with them in those occasions. There were a couple of things that really impressed me, and I'm sure I'm going to overlap with my brother that is coming after me, and there is no problem here. That's our little agreement. <laughs> so, uh, I'll mention briefly two things, and I, will, I would like to expand a little more than a third. The first thing that really impressed me and blessed me as I, as I was interacting with the saints there is to sense what a genuine joy they were having for the opportunity that the Lord was giving them to have that conference. You could tell that these brothers and sisters, they were kind of almost exploding of, of so much joy of having that occasion when that the Lord was given. It's something that you cannot fake that kind of thing. 
There was such a, a, a gladness in their hearts, a joy, a sense that the Lord is giving us something special. And they were just happy, very, very happy. Actually, in that sense of joy, very, uh, very real, genuine, that you could touch in them. Behind it, it was very evident uh, that there was a very hungry heart for the things of the Lord. And I really felt that somehow the Lord met that hungry heart from these brothers and sisters during those days. And I cannot help but feel that the, the word of the Lord was released in a very free way. It reminded actually a, a comment from a servant of the Lord, which I'm not sure who said this. Uh, it may be Watchman E, and he said something. He said something to the effect that the audience among the Lord's people, they, uh, they have a big responsibility in, in the ministry of the Word. Sometimes audiences can be like sponges. And you know that a sponge, if you just put it in contact with water, it will draw the water. And I really felt that these brothers had this really spongy there is such a term, a very hungry heart for the Lord. You know that our brother Kong, he's almost a hundred. But in many occasions, he's sharing border two hours with translation. Actually, I I was having a hard time to keep up with him. <laughs> but to me, when, when, I, when I interacted with those saints, to me that spoke of uh, how receptive their hearts were for the Lord. And somehow the word of the Lord can flow in a very unhindered way when he finds such hungry hearts for him. I feel that that's a real challenge for me. Sometimes we can take things for granted. The Lord gives us so many wonderful occasions. And sometimes we just, okay, it's one more conference, one more occasion. But what a blessing when we have that right heart before Him that is really receptive. How much the Holy Spirit can impart of Himself. The second thing I would like to mention is the matter of very practical love that these brothers displayed. Uh, we have the privilege, my family, to be uh, 
to stay with three different families in those in that those ten days or so. So two families have received us in Santiago in the capital, and one family received us for a lengthy period in their own home. So of course, very naturally, we we found that we were objects of such royal treatment almost, you know, they were treated as like kings or something. Actually, the family we stayed down there in Temuco, they, they almost went beyond, you know, the, the duty, and, and they gave us their room, you know, they treat us really like, you know, like something. <laughs> And that we are very grateful to the Lord for the way, the, the kind of very practical love that we could sense in these saints. But something very interesting is that it's not just because, you know, I was translating or something. Actually, uh, the saints down there in Temuco, where the, length, the, the, more, the more lengthy conference happened, they actually, practically the whole church, each family opened their homes to host people from abroad. Uh, I don't know if I remember correctly the numbers, maybe Ina can help me here, but at least 200 people from outside the Temuco came for that conference. Both people from other parts of Chile, and also saints from all Latin America. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I heard 12 different countries were represented there. So there were more than 200 people from outside the, 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 the city, the town, they were there. And the vast majority, they were entertained by the families in the assembly. And I would say that in, on average, the, the, the kind of economic condition is very kind of humble. And yet these brothers and sisters, they really went beyond just duty and they opened their homes with such a warm heart. That's what, that was my impression. That's, I really feel that that's something very, very real. They demonstrate in a very real way the faith and the love they have for the Lord Jesus. I want to mention one more thing on this impression that I have from, have from the saints there. And in, in some ways, probably the thing that impressed me the most. Uh, as I, I mentioned, this was uh, the ninth time that they were having this training conference. 
Uh, and there was uh, the, the way they did in the, the, the format of the conference was kind of interesting. Uh, they had a, a session in the morning and a session in the afternoon. So eight sessions, and Brother Kong was sharing in the morning, Brother Chen in the afternoon. But before each one of those sessions, uh, one, a young people, a young person that had participated on the previous sessions, training conferences, he would share summing up that training session that he participated. So they would use uh, something between 20 minutes and half hour max, and they would give us a summary of what they received in that, in that training session. Personally, it's very. This is me, but personally, this was one of the highlights of the whole time. Somehow I was not prepared to what I was going to hear. Let me put it that way. Somehow very, it was very evident that these young people. They had a real transaction with the Lord. Something of the riches of Christ came in a very uh, natural way in that very simple sharing of 20 minutes, half hour that they had. Actually, it reminded me of there is an expression in the book of Acts that I was reminded of this. You remember that in a certain occasion, Peter and John, they are giving testimony before the, the, the council of the, of the Jewish nation. And after Peter and John, they they give their testimony before that council. There is an expression, in, in a com- like a little comment there. It says that those authorities of the Jewish nation, they realized that these men had been with Jesus. And after hearing those brothers and sisters sharing in that brief period, you... You cannot help but sense that they had been in the presence of the Lord. That something of the unsearchable riches of Christ was deposited in their lives. And you can tell when something is just, you know, a theoretical, very nice exposition. Or when something is, is coming from the depths of your heart because it really captured you. And my kind of consistent impression of what these saints were sharing 
is that they really somehow they saw something of the Lord and they were really pursuing after the Lord. Uh, the training sessions that they have been participating in are kind of intense if you know Brother Christian a little bit, right? So oftentimes, just one of the prerequisites to be in the conference, in the training session, is that if a book is going to be shared, you have to read it 30 times. And then you get your share of homework to do. But the wonderful thing to me is that what I could sense, and of course, here's from someone that never, I never was in those training sessions, so I just, I get to see the results after nine years. And what I, my impression is that there was a wonderful harvest happened, that I was having the privilege to testify right in front of my eyes. I'm reminded of Psalm 119, which of course is a psalm on the Word of God. It's one, 176 verses, and each one of them touch in one aspect of the Word of the Lord. But it's very interesting to note how many times in the psalm you find that the psalm writer is saying, I love your word, or something in, in those lines. So when I heard these brothers and sisters sharing, I, I really could sense a deep love for the word of the Lord. And one of the, one of the wonderful things when you have uh, opportunity to stay in, in, in someone's house is the fellowship that you get, you know, you can have with the family or with visitors. And uh, somehow, uh, I got to hear a little bit of the story behind those sharings of those young people that share. 青年人们他们分享他们背后的一些故事。And to my surprise, I heard at least two or three of them. 让我很吃惊，就是我听到说至少他们两三个有。Oh, let me be clear. It was not the per, the it was not the young people themselves sharing. Other people, you know, they came to talk. I was asking about the sharing, and they gave gave some testimony and gave me a little bit of the context. 啊，让我就是说清一下，不是那些分享的年轻人他们跟我讲。so some people told me that some of those young ones that were standing there were uh, like the first in their classes. They are most, mostly college students. Uh, some of them are young career. They just, you know, they started working after college a couple of years ago. But many of them are like uh, the top of, their, of, of whatever they are doing. 
And many of them, according to the, this testimony from other peoples, they came and tell me that many of them have a very deep desire that as soon as the Lord gives them an opportunity, they want to just serve the Lord. In other words, they, they want, when I say serve the Lord, they want to do it on, on, on a full time basis. And, and I feel that personally, uh, this somehow puts me to shame. Because oftentimes we, uh, at least I, I can use work and being very busy in whatever I'm doing, like a sort of pretext for not pursuing the Lord the way I should. It's very easy when we get in the business of either school or work or whatever it is that we say, well, I, I don't have time to, you know, to dedicate to the word of the Lord. But the wonderful privilege that I had was to see exactly the opposite. Here were some obviously very bright young people. And somehow from from their sharing, you can touch something of Christ in their lives. Something fresh, something real, something that captured their lives and they're pursuing after that. Actually, I was reminded as I was meditating on this of a verse in 2 Corinthians. I think we better read it. I, I can afford it. So, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And this is verse 6. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It says, and Paul is saying it, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. In the context of this chapter, Paul is speaking about uh, giving, money, your offering. And that's a spiritual principle, of course. If we offer something very sparingly, we will receive from the Lord also sparingly. When we offer bountifully, we also reap in a bountiful way. But somehow, it, it really seems to me that you have here a much wider principle than just financial matters. The impression I had from those saints is that I was, I was looking at people that were sowing in a very bountiful way. 
在我这次会的那边，弟兄姊妹身上，我就看到了他们在那里，在非常的一种多重的一个情形。They were sowing their time。他们种下他们的时间。They were dedicating themselves to study the word of the Lord。他们就是种下时间呢，他们来读神的话，学习神的话。And I, what I could see there was a bountiful uh, reaping, so to say。我在那里可以换句话说，我也看到那里丰富的收割。you know, it's it's something that really, to me, is very touching. Because the, the, the kind of, to sow something, as we know, is something that, uh, for the farmer, to sow something is something very costly. Because the seed is, at the same time, is the seed for the next crop, but is also your food. So if you have a sack full of corn seed, that can very well feed your whole family for a number of weeks. But sometimes you are in, in a year where there is, you know, somehow there is no much food, sometimes you need to get that food, that seed, and sow it. 但是呢，他在一些年间，如果说没有饥荒或什么时候的时候，你还是需要用那一袋的食物来去做庄稼种下。In a sense, it's very painful because you're throwing away your own food.在换一个角度来说，那可能是一个很呃痛苦的经历，因为你把食物好像种出去。There is a sense of loss in doing that.你会感觉到在种的时候，你会感到一些损失。But of course, the farmer is doing that because. He hopes that there will be a reward, there will be a, a reaping. There will be a harvest. And the impression that I got from those young saints is that they were really sowing and making a lot of sacrifice to do that. They, they were sacrificing their time. Sacrificing even stuff important as their careers. And yet, what, what I get to see is just the end result. I got to see what a wonderful harvest. What a wonderful measure of Christ that you can see. But of course, there is a history behind that harvest. There is a very real sowing the seed, which is a decision that at the end of the day each one of us have to make before the Lord. So personally, I, I felt tremendously encouraged from seeing that. And not only encouraged, but even challenged. Uh, sometimes we say, well, this is wonderful that the young people can, you know, can do that kind of investment in the Lord. But as a matter of fact, this is not just for young people. It's for those of us that are not that young anymore. It's for those of us that are old. It doesn't matter. 
That's our wonderful privilege. If we sow bountifully, we will also reap bountifully. And how clearly I got to see that principle with my own eyes before me. Of course, I couldn't help but be reminded and somehow be very thankful to the Lord. Somehow I participated in Brazil from some session trainings many, many years ago. And also that somehow was also Brother Christian Chan that somehow had that burden for those training sessions. But somehow you get, you know, you get to forget those things in a, in a sense. So how precious it was personally to me to go and see that our brother has very faithfully serving the Lord there and casting that seed, he himself casting the seed in terms of having those training sessions. Uh, there is another brother that, uh, that also has been going there every one of these years, actually a couple. And the daughter somehow happens to be here this morning, right there in the back. That's, that's of course Brother Jairo and Sister Sulani. And, and somehow uh, it was such a privilege to me to uh, get to see, I, I, you know, I get to see the easy part. I just get to see, wow, what a life, wow, what a measure of Christ in these young people. So evident. But of course, there is a wonderful history, oftentimes very hidden. So somehow I was reminded that yes, uh, the Lord has His servants, that somehow in a very hidden way, they are doing that sowing of the Word. And I'm really thankful to the Lord for uh, such faithful servants. And uh, my, my final, the, the final thing that I took away from that is in a sense a challenge to myself. And I hope that even in this very simple sharing, it could be a challenge to all of us. Not only young people, yes, especially young people, maybe we should say. But it's actually for all of us. Maybe we, may we be those that by the grace of the Lord, we sow in a very bountiful way. And the Lord is faithful. He certainly has a bountiful reward, a bountiful harvest if we do so. And, and in a sense, this is the thing in, in among the many wonderful things that I got to see in this in this time with the saints there. This is certainly the thing that touched me the deepest. So, uh,
Um, we really did not talk and plan what he's going to say, what we're going to say, what I'm going to say. But uh, we just trust that the Lord impressed the same things we're going to repeat, or maybe I won't repeat, but that we just let the Holy Spirit be the one who will guide in, in what we share. I just like to supplement a little bit of the things which, uh, so we can have a, maybe a little bit more detailed sense of uh, the conference and what went on. Stan and I were not in Santiago, but we did spend the time in Temuco at uh, the conference. So there were about uh, uh, 600 who attended the conference. And according to my understanding from the brother who is responsible, he said about uh, one third actually we're from uh, the local uh, Timoko Saints. And there were 250 from outside who were uh, staying with the local brothers and sisters. Well, I'm saying this because we have our youth conference, uh, weekend conference, over uh, uh, Easter, and then we have what? Maybe sometimes 100 people staying in the midst of uh, almost 400. Uh, and uh, uh, we feel a little bit stressed out, and we feel some homes are, are really just overflowing, and we really seem to be, and this is only for what, two or three nights. So we have a sense when you have uh, five nights, four days, and you have this kind of situation, the, somehow the proportions are way out of line. And bear in mind, dear brothers and sisters with limited financial means, very humble. And, and then the, the place where we're meeting was a rented auditorium of the local university. And that was the only room, no classrooms, nothing else. Which meant all the kids, the babies, were also staying. And each session was close to three hours. So as I was saying, the brothers who were sharing, including Brother Kong, they were sharing about two hours each time. And then there was some singing and prayer worship, which then carried to the third hour. 
然后还有一些敬拜和祷告，可能就是组成了那剩下的一个小时。And after the morning session, then uh, uh, all the brothers and sisters would go to the main their meeting hall, which uh, is, can sit maybe about three hundred to four hundred.啊，在每一每一堂课会的信息结束之后，弟兄姊妹就会到他们聚会的那里，大概有两三三百人左右。and then they were preparing and serving lunch for everyone. Again, just bear in mind that in our youth conference, we were serving about maybe 100, 150, and they were buying a lot of things from outside. No, they did everything from scratch for 600 people cooking in the kitchen. 但是这些弟兄姊妹们，他们有预备六百人的饭食，而且他们没有去叫外卖，没有从外面买，他们所有都是自己做的。Because they have very simple means that do not have the the resources。他们没有那么多资源，他们资源很有限，他们只可以这样来做。This is just to give you an idea practically what the brothers and sisters went through just for the conference。就是让弟兄姊妹有一个很具体的嗯感觉，这些弟兄姊妹们为这些特会所付上的。I like to share a few points that did speak to me. Uh, from the conference uh, in terms of the message. I don't want to uh, review, but I do have a few things I'd like to share because it has been very helpful to me, to Stella. Actually, they were from Brother Kong's message, so I, I, I hope, you know, this is not, to, no, this is just something that was personal, that I, it was take away. 这个是从江弟兄那里的信息当中，是我自己的领受。Even though, well, he said the Lord is building the church in each one of us without our knowing.江弟兄讲到说，呃，神在我们当中来建造教会是我们所不知道的事。So in each one of our lives.在我们每一个人的生命当中。And he mentioned something from First Corinthians three, where he says that what counts then. Is the gold, the silver, and precious stone? And not wood, hay, or stubble. So what the Lord is doing is that in order to make us to, to be His material, that's what's important. We could be serving and being occupied with many things, uh, but at the end, everything will have to go through the fire. What is of the Lord, what gives glory to the Lord, only that will remain. All that is ours will be burned away. That's why the Lord is building the church in each one of us. It's every day. So what the way you express yourself or what is manifested of Christ which one at the end that's what's going to count so the other thing which spoke to me is that the Holy Spirit is the nervous system going through each member of the body of Christ and 
It is the Holy Spirit who is connecting us as member to Christ as the head. So that's how we are being are growing into one body. So I see this something that's so personal and so subjective. And it is the Holy Spirit that is growing in us so that we can become one body. And it's the Holy Spirit who has baptized us so that we are one. So I can see the picture is that it's the Holy Spirit, the measure of Christ, each one of us, the precious stone, the gold that's growing in each one of us. That is the Christ, and that is the member, and that's how the whole body is growing. Something else you spoke to me deeply. Is that how John, the John the the apostle, had a new revelation of Christ? And even though he is the disciple who was closest to Jesus, no matter how long a person knows the Lord in the past, you still need a new and fresh revelation of Christ. In order to know how to go on and how to be following the Lord. And also, it's not the past that counts in any of the seven churches in Asia. It's not the past that counts. 同时也不是在对于小亚细亚七个教会能够算数的，不是他们过去的经历。It's only how they are in the present，而是他们现在怎样的。So in fact, every one of them had to be rebuked or corrected。所以基本上每一个他们从每一个教会都会受到责备，然后受到指正。With one exception, which is a church in Philadelphia。唯一一个例外就是菲拉铁费的教会。I'll go into that a little later. And one more thing which spoke to me from Brother Kong's sharing. He shared this on Sunday in Temuku, their Lord's Table meeting. And he spoke about how that we need to have the spiritual exercise. And it's so practical. It's having that morning watch, that morning time with the Lord. Meditating one or a few verses for the day. Then turn your heart to the Lord. And live in His presence. If we are close to Him, He is close to us. And He can transform us to His image. So those things which seem to be, the Lord, the burden was really for the church. 
in the messages. But what I took was something very, very personal. And I really saw how uh, in Matthew 16 when um, Peter had a confession before Christ. And I saw that it is not because Simon saw those things. The Lord says, you are Simon, son of Barjona. He reminded him, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. In other words, you are not Simon, you are Peter. And that, to me, just after I heard Brother Kong saying those things, this verse just clicked. I said, Lord, I know it's not what I am. It's not what I am in my flesh naturally. That none of that will build your church. Uh, it's only Peter, that which is of Christ in me, can be used for the building of, of the, the church. So you see the matter of the gold, the silver, precious stone. That is the work of the Lord building us up into His body. So I just want to share a few other impressions about the meeting. Actually, the Temuku brothers and sisters are really gifted in music and singing. In fact, they composed their own choruses. So, uh, and then they really sing in worship. So during the conference, uh, they would sing with music, guitar, drums, uh, and, and just the electric organ. But unlike other places that do that, you know, if you've seen people do that, which they are in the center stage, in the front, and they're leading. So they're really in the middle, really doing a performance. They were on the side, not in the middle center stage. And that they were singing and worshiping the Lord. And all the rest of the brothers and sisters singing their harmony, their music. It was so beautiful. It was like being in heaven. <laughs> and I could not help but was just moved to tears because of the anointing, the presence of the Lord. Uh, I was blessed because I, I know the language, I speak Spanish and Portuguese, so so this, this is wonderful. I was just it was really precious. I did notice two main themes. 
我没有注意到，注意。I thing which kept recurring is about the sovereignty of the Lord, about his being king and how how he's on the throne. And the other thing is the Lord's beauty, his person, his holiness. And their fellowship and intimacy with the Lord Himself. So it was just these two are the themes which just kept on recurring in their worship, in their singing. And I noticed absent was how the Lord blessed them, or even what the Lord died on the cross, or you know, those things which we received. So it was just a pure worship of the Lord Himself. So that was really precious to me. And the other impression I'd like to share is a fellowship with the brothers and sisters. We were so warmly welcomed by, by brothers and sisters. We were warned that they like to hug. But we will never hug and kiss so much in our lives. First they shake your head. And immediately they do this. And then it was on both sides of the cheeks. So at first we were a little bit, you know, we just uncomfortable. We haven't done this kind of thing. But after a while, you know, it was it was old people, young people, and they just come and they just hug and kiss you left and right. And you know this is genuine. And he gives you examples. For example, uh, you know, because other children around, you know, Timothy, of course, sometimes he, he likes to play. So there was a little girl, 10 years old, that was keeping him company playing with him. And actually Stella during one of the breaks was just talking with Timothy, oh, you're having fun, and so forth. And a little girl saw Stella come, she doesn't speak English, so she smiled broadly to Stella. And she immediately opened her arms to Stella. And gave her a very tight hug. Nobody has to teach the child. It was part of them. And then uh, one thing we also noticed that we had lunch one uh, we actually had lunch with, with a table of uh, young people that similar to what uh, our brother was just saying. And some of them knew English, broken English. 
Just mind you, and these are maybe in the twenties or the college students mostly. And they knew each other, friends with each other. And here was Stella and I sitting with them. But they really wanted to know about us. They really wanted to share about themselves. I mean, to me, we were just shocked because, you know, normally the teenagers, you know, even young adults, they all do their own things. They have many things to talk about, you know. They really wanted to know what we, how we are, you know, what kind of fellowship we are. They tell about themselves, their work, their study. They were really you know, engaging ourselves in with them. And then we also heard some testimony from uh, you know a Brazilian sister. She, uh, uh, there were 12 countries that came to represent there, a, a number of them from Brazil. And then this sister was staying with also a very simple family. And she said that uh, although they have so limited means, and yet they were so full of love and so full of, of the Lord's uh, uh, welcoming. And she said one thing. She came out from a Baptist church with her husband where they were, uh, he was a pastor. So for four years, they've been meeting in Londrina, they, they have fellowship, then they, they just you know, begin to really know about the oneness of the Lord's people. And then how we are to be one, to be able to show forth you know, the testimony of Christ. But she said this. For the first time, she saw what the body of Christ really means. She saw and she experienced it. And to me, that spoke volumes. And the love of the saints there for each other and for the Lord is not just among the young adults that was mentioned by our brothers now. There was one example this sister told us which really touched me. She talks about this brother who lives uh, uh, and then he comes walking each time, each way, five miles. And then because he he walks so much, then his shoes are pretty worn out. So uh, and then and then the front is, is like the loose, you know. 
so they affectionately call him uh, the flapping Joe。他们就开玩笑叫他就是好像一个鞋子会拍的这个Joe。他们就告诉他那个鞋子会想的这个弟兄。and also, I uh, and it's not just young people. It's not, it's not just even the kids. 不单是年轻人, and when in the worship time in Temuco, again, you know, I like to just when I move, I just have tears. So. 在Temuco那里的时候, 我特别感动, and then there was this elderly sister, white hair with on a cane. 有一个白头发的老姊妹，她带着拄着拐杖. She was sitting my back. 她在我后面坐着. And then she just nudged me. And she wanted to give me uh, tissues. <laughs> I said, no, 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 I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but she insisted and she prevailed. Now, these are the things, the small things, like the little girl, like the flapping Joe, and, and also this elderly sister shows what kind of love and what kind of heart they have for the Lord. 就是这些小事情，像那个小女孩，像那个鞋子会响的弟兄，像这一个呃老姊妹，他们就让我提醒，让我看到在主里面的爱。It's no wonder that you know the sister from Brazil says, "I saw the church." 啊，就这就是不奇怪。这个从巴西来的姊妹，她说她见到了教会。You know the testimony of Christ when you are in their midst. 你在他们当中的时候，你就知道基督的见证。and I really had a sense of experience of Psalm 133. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Like the precious oil upon the head that ran down upon the beard. Upon Aaron's beard that ran down to the hem of his garments. As the dew of Hermon that descends on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded blessing, life forevermore. And this is something I really believe the Lord has done a special work in uh, Chile. Not only the Lord is raising this new generation, actually there has been an adult generation preceding them. They are faithfully serving other parts of South America, including in Cuba, and recently uh, they're going to Africa. And one more testimony. Some years ago, uh, there was uh, one young man from England, missionary in Temuco. And uh, he was in one of those uh, 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 plazas uh, trying to, to, to share the Lord. And there he was met by the saints also trying to share the Lord. And once they got to know each other, then 
you know, he started to have fellowship and be with them. Uh, and what he saw so affected him. And then he really recognized that what he had and what he saw was, was a lot more limited. He ended up marrying a local sister. They have a little girl. And now they're going back. They're moving back to uh, England. And he was sharing with tears that he was leaving behind his spiritual home. How, how ironic is it that he comes from England as a missionary, he goes back totally different Christian. And that's how the life of Christ is able to change us. And that's what living testimony really means. So what's different about the brothers and sisters in Temuku? They have the first love to the Lord. And that's what is a testimony. May the Lord be gracious to us.